pray together. Psalm 139 reminds us, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now in this very moment. We ask God that you would take full control of the service. May the name of the Lord be glorified here in this place. May we surrender all that we have and lay them all down at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we surrender all of our worries, all of our burdens, and the weight that we are carrying of this world. We lay them at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray you speak to us, God, this very morning. For we are eager and we are yearning to dine at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, feed us with the word of life. So God, as we transition, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who will be listening here in this place, Lord, may it be pleasing in your sight, O God. For Lord, you alone are our rock and our redeemer. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Pray all these things. In your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. The title of today's message is called Question Mark. Life comes down to three questions. And if we are able to answer these three questions with confidence and with faith, then that means that as Christians, we are on the right path. We have already made it, not because of our own doing, but because of Jesus Christ, because of the cross. And here are the three questions that I want to ask, starting with number one. The first question is, who is he? Number two, who am I? And number three, whose am I? And now with these three questions, let us enter today's main passage found in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 20, where it says the title, Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah. Verse 13, it begins with this, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Verse 15, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Verse 17, Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Amen and amen. So in this passage alone, we're able to tackle and answer the three questions mentioned earlier. Who is he? Who am I? And number three, whose am I? For life begins and ends with us in God, meaning to have Christ in us means for us to be in Christ. We need both. 
It is Christ in us and us in Christ. Life begins with God and ends with us in God. Starting with point number one, who is he? Let's go to verse 15 to 16. It says, but what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, and I hope that all of us, we can answer in this manner with confidence and with faith. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Peter is an interesting disciple and a very passionate individual, but he is not a perfect disciple. He makes many mistakes. He makes many promises. He is a very passionate individual. But this is a disciple that many of us can resonate with because he is not a perfect individual, and neither are we. And Peter here, not only does he give the correct answer, sometimes we give the correct answer, we barely give the correct answer, but here, in this case, in this context, he gives us the full correct answer. He doesn't only give the food, but he gives dessert afterwards and drinks with the whole plate of the whole correct answer. He gives the whole thing to Jesus. He answers not only of who Jesus is, but he answers whose Jesus was. Let's look at what he says. You are the Messiah. That is who Jesus is. And the Son of the living God is whose Jesus was. So as Christians, we must know these things with the point, who is he? Who is Jesus? Who is God? Who is he? So point letter A, Jesus is the Messiah. Letter B, Jesus is the Son of the living God. Letter C, Jesus is God. That's why in Exodus chapter 3, Specifically, verse 13 to 14, Moses, he's asking God. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you you. And we understand these main three things. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Son of the living God. And Jesus is God. And if you read throughout the Bible, particularly, this is the reason why I love the book of John so much. Book of John declares who Jesus is. Let's continue on with letter D. John 6.35 reminds us that he is the bread of life. Letter E. John 8, 12 reminds us he is the light of the world. Letter F. John 8, 58 reminds us he is the great I am. A complete parallel side to side where God, he tells who he is to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, where he says, I am who I am. In John 8, 58, Jesus tells the people that I am the great I am. Letter G, John 10, verse 7, it reminds us that he is the gate for the sheep, meaning he is the door of the sheep. Like Psalm 23, he leads us like a shepherd in the right path, the path of righteousness, to green pasture, to pasture. Letter H, John 10, 11 tells us he is the good shepherd. John eleven twenty five 25, letter I says he is the resurrection and the life. Letter J, John 11, verse 27, he is the Messiah and the Son of God. John 14, verse 6, he is the way, the truth, and the life. The famous passage, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the passage. And lastly, L, he is the true vine. John 15, verse 1. Out of all the books in the Bible, 
In this one book alone, in these few chapters, we learn of who he is. We learn he's the bread of life, he's the light of the world, he is the great I am, he is the gate for the sheep, he is the good shepherd, he is the resurrection and the life, he is the Messiah and the Son of God, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he is the true vine, meaning to abide in Christ. That's that famous passage. We must abide in Christ, for we cannot do anything without being abided in him, remaining in From the beginning, from Genesis all the way to Malachi, from Matthew to the book of Revelation, we see the whole picture of who Jesus is, that Jesus is God, the Messiah, the Savior. And here, Peter, he recognizes this. He has the faith to be able to declare where he says, what do you think? What about you? Who do you say I am? And he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And the same individual who wrote the book of John, the disciple John, he writes the book of Revelation later in the island of Patmos. And here he says in Revelation 1.8 where he has the vision, where Christ, he tells him, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So why is all this important? For us to know these facts, these sub-points that we just went over, that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Son of the living God, that Jesus is God, that Jesus did die and that he rose again from the dead, that he is the Messiah, the Savior of this world. Why is all this important? Why is it important for us to know and understand that he is the good shepherd? Why is it important for us to understand that he is the bread of life? We're in John 6 where he's talking, where he feeds the thousands and many desert him because he talks about eating my flesh and drinking my blood and many say, that's too much, Jesus. I cannot do that. And they walk away and he asks his disciples you do not want to leave too do you and then they say where can we go for you have the word of life you have the path of life why is all this important for us to understand that he is the way the truth and the life john 14 why is all this important that he is the true vine that we must remain and abide in christ john 15 why is all this important to us Because it is the path of salvation for the Christian man and woman of God. For Jesus is the path to life. Not death. Well, death to the world, death to ourself, our old former man and woman, who we used to be. But to a new life that is found in Jesus Christ. For we have died with Christ. And we are a new being, a new creation in Jesus Christ. It is the path of salvation. And it's important for us to know and to believe in faith these facts and these truths. Romans 10, 9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and we share this with our nursing home family, as they come every month to listen to the word of God, and remind them, and I think about this passage, this passage is literally the foundation every time we go. You know, I love doing these nursing homes or mission, outreach preaching because we're not so set on the points. And I know that on Sundays is a little different the way we preach, but this is important for us to understand, for have order in the way that we do the message, in the way that we have service before God, for it cannot be chaotic. But in nursing home, we have the freedom. And ultimately, more than these things, more than these particular order, the things that we have, the most important thing is your faith and the salvation that you have in Jesus Christ. When God looks at us, And we can go to seminary, we can learn the theology, we can learn all these things. And yes, those things are important. But when he sees a grandmother 
in a remote area with her old Bible. She didn't go to school. She didn't learn all the details of the theology, systematic theology, biblical theology, all the polity, the laws, and the way the church is supposed to function. But for her to read the word and to feed on the word and to have faith, that in itself is pure and even more beautiful than someone who knows all these things, knowledge in their head, but yet their faith is dead. Why is all this important? Because it is the path of salvation, the path to life. Obviously, we can't really fully preach in this manner to the nursing home family because for them, it will just go over their head. But for you, young and able men and women of God, you must know these things. For all these things stem from our faith and our love and our relationship with Jesus Christ. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So the question, do you declare it? Can you declare that? Do you believe it? Do you know it? Do you claim it? Do you claim it today as Peter claimed? And he, as he declared, Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And John 14, verse 6, where it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And John 6, starting with verse 66 through 71. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him. Again, he answers in a correct manner. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. Many times we skip this section because it's just kind of Debbie Downer. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who, though one of the twelve, was later to betray him. Meaning apostasy is real. For a person, for people to turn away from their faith, and to go on a path of the world away from Christ, that is real. Even among the chosen, even among the twelve, there is one. And he calls him, you are of the devil. One of you is a devil. Meaning he was going to later betray Jesus. And we all know him as Judas Iscariot. May we declare as Peter declared. Lord, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. I have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. And lastly, as Martha declared in John 11, verse 27. Yes, Lord, she replied. This is Martha, not Mary. Martha. When her brother Lazarus was dead, Mary was home, sad, crying. But Martha came out, and in faith she said, Yes, Lord, I believe. He says the same exact thing as Peter said. It's not like they planned together, all right, you say it in this chapter, and I later chapter, I'll say, right, high five. But it's because God put it in their hearts to believe and to have this faith to be able to declare these words. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. So simply put, who is he? Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Son of the living God. Jesus is God. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the great I am. He is the gate for the sheep. He is the good shepherd. He is the resurrection and the life. 
He is the Messiah and the Son of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the true vine. Amen and amen. Do you declare it? Do you claim it in faith? I pray that you claim it in faith here today. Now, we talked about who is he. Now, again, within this point, I know that I went over very quick. We couldn't do years and years of teaching on these sub-points alone. But generally, as a whole, understand who he is. Who is he? He is God. He is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And now, let's transition to point two, which is about the human being, about the person, about the individual. And the question that I want to ask with this point is who am I? Imagine yourself in front of a mirror asking this question every morning. Who am I? Who am I? And I am talking about you, the person, the listener, for those who are listening. Are you listening? May you listen. May you reflect upon this point here today through this, throughout this message. Not who am I when life is easy breezy. But who am I when my back is against the wall? Who am I when there's opposition against me? Who am I under pressure? Who am I while I'm in the midst of battles and storms? You don't really fully know who you are unless you're tested. Unless things happen and things happen organically. You don't fully understand the limitation of how much or how far we can go and how much we can grow in God unless we are tested and we are placed in a place and we are pressurized. And diamonds, that's how they're created. Clamps with pearls, that's how they're created. Through pressure. And beauty comes out at the end. Who am I under pressure? Who am I when there's opposition against me? This character, this individual, based on a true story, Desmond, Das, I mentioned his name, he is a person that came out in the movie Hexall Rich. I mentioned that in the past. A combat medic who refused to use a weapon, and everyone thought, his team, his unit, thought he would abandon his brothers in battle. They did not trust him. Oh, how wrong they were. He ended up saving over 70 individuals in that battle without any weapons going by himself, saving these individuals, just one more. In the movie, the whole phrase is just one more. God, help me to just find just one more, just one more, just one more. And he was able to save over 70 individuals in battle. The world thought that he was not going to amount to much, that he was going to abandon me, my fellow brothers in battle many times. We think that we know who we are or how brave we are until we are tested. It reveals our character. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, which I've mentioned in the past, he is the individual that mentions cheap grace versus costly and priceless grace. And not long before his execution, he will write a letter called, Who Am I? And this excerpt is taken from the book, Letters and Papers from Prison. And this letter, Who am I? They often tell me. I step from my cell's confinement calmly, cheerfully, firmly, like a squire from his country house. Who am I? They often tell me. I used to speak to my warders freely and friendly and clearly. 
as though it were mine to command. Who am I? They also tell me. I bore the days of misfortune. Equably, smilingly, proudly, like one accustomed to win. Am I then really that which other men tell of? Or am I only what I myself know of myself? Restless and longing and sick like a bird in a cage, struggling for breath as though hands were compressing my throat, yearning for colors, for flowers, for the voice of birds, thirsting for words of kindness, for neighborliness, tossing in expectations of great events, powerlessly trembling for friends at an infinite distance, weary and empty at praying and thinking and making, faint and ready to say farewell to it all. Who am I, this or the other? Am I one person today and tomorrow another? Am I both at once or hypocrite before others? And before myself a contemptible woe be gone weakling? Or is something within me still like a beaten army, fleeing in disorder from victory already achieved? Who am I? They mock me. These lonely questions of mine, whoever I am, thou knowest, O God, I am thine. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, taken from letters and papers from prison. And when we come to the place of getting closer to the heart of God, and when we come to know Christ more than before, more than last week, as we enter into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, as we get to a point where we enter into a closer and an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, we come to a realization that it is no longer about just what to do. What can I do? Where can I serve? For all these things are just doing. For we must first come to a place of being. Making sure that we understand who we are. And being able to answer the question, who am I? And the question is, who are you, in your being, who are you? Who am I? Do you know who you are? Under the banner, as a Christian, as a man and woman of God, do you truly know who you are under the truth of who he is? Do you? Here are some sub-points for us. And I pray that you'll be able to Claim all of these claims in faith and with boldness. Letter A. I am a child of God in Christ. Letter B. I am redeemed in Christ. Letter C. I am forgiven in Christ. D. I am a new creation in Christ. E, I am a disciple of Christ. F, I am an ambassador in Christ. G, I am God's workmanship in Christ. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We all know this passage in verse 10. Handiwork, in other words, it means workmanship we are his ambassador and it says in second corinthians 5 20 where it says we are christ's ambassadors as though god were making us appeal through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god h will be i am his beloved and i will be i am a victor in christ are you able to declare these truths of who you are. Do you understand that you are his beloved? That you are his creation? Just like the song, and you love me as I am. You have called me chosen for your kingdom, unashamed to come your own. I am your beloved. Are you able to say these claims, these truths with faith? That I am a child of God in Christ. I am redeemed in Christ. I am forgiven in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. Just because you know these things doesn't mean that you will not have moments of doubt. You have moments where you will struggle. Just like this letter titled, Who am I? Who am I? This or the other? 
And this comes from a man, an amazing, great, godly man who died for his faith, was martyred for his faith. Has been many years now, and we still talk about this man, the legacy of this person. Am I one person today and tomorrow another? Am I both at once a hypocrite before others? For we will always struggle with who we are. But ultimately, though, you must come back at the end of that day. In the evening, when you come, when you're alone in your beds, you must claim these truths. Whenever there's doubts, whenever there's opposition, you claim these truths and you say to yourself, I am a child of God in Christ. I am redeemed in Christ. I am forgiven in Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. I am a disciple of Christ, an ambassador in Christ. I am God's workmanship in Christ. I am his beloved. I am a victor in Christ. Do you believe that in faith? Are you able to sing songs like, I am your beloved, your creation, and you love me as I am? Are you able to sing it with confidence and with boldness? And when you read Psalms, are you able to claim these truths as your own? Where it says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Psalm 139. You created my inmost being. You named me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Are you able to see yourself through the eyes and the lens of God? How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count, then they will outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. May we overcome. For Christ overcame. You are able to become victorious. You are a victor in Christ because Christ overcame. I'm not going to read this whole passage, but in Matthew 4, 1 through 11, it's a passage where Jesus is tested in the desert, in the wilderness. And he overcomes these three tests because Christ was victorious. I, too, am victorious. I, too, am a victor in Christ. And the key phrase here is in Christ, not by my own strength. I will overcome through Christ who strengthens First Corinthians 15, verse 57, But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 37, Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So the question, who are you? Who am I? You fall under two categories going back to our main passage in Matthew 16. The first category that we fall under is the crowd, where it says in verse 14, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, I don't know, who knows? Or, as Peter replied, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. May you declare today, as you know yourself, that you are as a child of God. May you declare in faith and be able to say, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Amen and amen. And last point here, point number three, the question, who's Am I? In the perspective of Jesus, we know that he is the Messiah, number one. And the complete picture to go further is that he is the son of the living God. So we know whose he is. He is God's. He belongs to God. And at the same time, he is God. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. This word Trinity comes in. So the question, whose am I? Life starts and ends with God. So young men and women of God, 
older men and older women, older men, older women, may you understand that life is sustained by God. You can be the smartest in the room. You can be the most popular in the room. But do not get it twisted. Life is all about God. So the question, whose am I? Let me give you some points to be able to answer this question. Letter A, I am his. B, I am not my own. C, I am under his authority. D, I am his temple. E, I belong to him. F, I live for him. G, I live in him. H, he lives in me. I, he loves me. J, he died for me. Let me say it one more time without the letters. I am his. I am not my own. I am under his authority. I am his temple. I belong to him. I live for him. I live in him. He lives in me. He loves me. He died for me. With these sub points, we're able to answer the question, whose am I? I am his. You are not your own. You are under his authority. You are his temple, for that is where the Holy Spirit dwells. You belong to him. You must live for him. You must live in him, for he lives in you. He loves you, and he died for you. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from? God. You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And lastly, the last passage here for today's message. 1 John 3.1 See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Who are we? Children of God. That is who you are. You are a child of God. Whose am I? God's. I am Christ. I belong to one only. No one else. No other gods. No other idols. But God himself. But Jesus Christ himself. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Just like the question earlier, the category question. You fall under two questions. Which category do you fall under? First group, some say John the Baptist, others Jeremiah, who knows, one of the prophets. Or you fall under this category. And I pray that you'll be able to declare this in faith. You are the Messiah the son of the living God. Life is all about questions. When there are questions, don't go to where or why. Like when is this going to happen, God? Why is this happening to me? More than getting those answers and being able to answer those questions, just like Job he never receives an answer. Why is this happening to me? He never receives it. God only reveals what? At the end, we went through the series. He reveals who he is. He reveals his glory. And all we can do as human beings is what? Bow down and say, yes, Lord. You are perfect in all your ways. Your timing is perfect. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are greater than my thoughts. We must surrender and say, yes, Lord. May we understand and be able to answer these three questions until we take our final breath. May you declare with the right answers, not because it is the right thing to say, but from the overflow, from the faith and the relationship that you have with God. Number one, who is he? Number two, who am I? Number three, whose am I? Who is he? Jesus is the Messiah. 
Jesus is the Son of the living God. Jesus is God. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the great I am. He is the gate for the sheep. He is the good shepherd. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the Messiah and the Son of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the true vine. And the question, who am I? Now, who am I when life is easy? When there's pressure and we have our backs against the wall? Letter A, I am a child of God in Christ. I am redeemed in Christ. I am forgiven in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a disciple of Christ. I'm an ambassador in Christ. I'm God's workmanship in Christ. I am his beloved. I am a victor in Christ. And lastly, whose am I? I am his. I am not my own. I am under his authority. I am his temple. I belong to him. I live for him. He lives in me. He loves me. And he died for me. Amen. And amen. Know yourself. Know who Christ is. Know whose you are. Maybe not pursue this life trying to understand every detail, for we will not understand. But God gave each human being seed of faith to be able to understand and to answer these three questions. Through our faith in Jesus Christ, through our relationship with Jesus Christ, and through the word, the Bible that we have on our hands. When we understand the heart of God and his love for us, the love that he has lavished on us. Amen? Amen. With that, I want to invite Andy, if you could please come up. I just want to take a moment, and we haven't done this in a while, but I want to give you guys an opportunity uh, as you're sitting in your seats to be able to reflect upon the word and to reflect upon the three questions. Who is he? Who am I? And whose am I? And as we're sitting here, may we just take a pause. Just like as we're driving, we've been on the road for many hours. If you go on road trips or sometimes you just need to take a break. We're so focused on the destination that we don't see the beauty around us. Just imagine yourself driving on a road. You're on a cliff somewhere and you see a beautiful sunset. Would you not step out, pull over, and take a photo or take in the beauty of God's creation? Don't kill yourself by just working so hard, trying to do the right thing, getting to a destination. But may you just take a moment to rest, just like the series that we went over. Sit, walk, and stand. May you sit before the Lord and take on his beauty understand who he is that he is greater than all of your pain all of your worries all of your financial worries he is greater than all things it's not about having the answers to the why but it's about knowing who he is and who you are and whose you are trust in him even the birds of the air are taken care of and you are more precious than the birds of the air Will God not take care of all your worries, all of your needs? Trust in him. May you take a moment to take it all in and understand the heart of God and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. So with the message and with these truths and with the question, who is he, who am I, whose am I? May we in our seats take a moment to pray to take it all in and I pray that you'll be able to answer and declare with your mouth and believe in faith as Peter declared you are the Messiah the son of
the living God. As Martha declared, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into this world. Lord, to whom shall we go? You are the words of eternal life. I have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Amen and amen. And with that, let us all pray together. that I am victorious it is in Christ that I am able to pray it is in Christ that I'm able to continue on in this journey called life to be able to seek your face in spirit and in truth may we not forget that God that you are the way the truth and the life that no one can come to the Father except through you Lord so with the question Lord with the question who is he who are you who am I and whose am I? I know who you are, God. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. I believe in faith that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the author and the perfecter of our faith, oh God. So God, I look to you. I stand up and God, I run to you, God, like the prodigal son. I get up from my filth. I get up from where I am, oh Lord. And I run to you with humility, oh God. And I trust in you, oh God. And I declare with my mouth and with my heart and faith that God, that you are my Father. That you are the one who will rescue me. That God, that you are the God who will never change. That you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. For you are not like a shifting shadow here today and different tomorrow. For you are not a fickle God, you are God who is constant, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, from the beginning to the end, oh God, you will always be the same. For God, when we turn to you in humility, God, you love us and you forgive us and you restore us, God. Help us, God, to turn back to you. Help us to find rest in you, oh Lord. May we understand who I am, who I am before the living God, oh God. For I am a child of God. For you love me and you die for me. For God, you gave me life. For I am a new creation in Christ, oh God. For you know me. You know my going and my going out. You know my sitting. You know where I am. You know what I said before a word even comes out of my mouth. You know me inside out, oh God. You think about me. You think about us. It will outnumber the number of the grains of sand, oh God. For you love us so much that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us so that we can have life and life to the full, oh God. May we not forget whose we are, for we belong to God, for I am His, for I am His temple. For God, you have called me to love you, to be known, to have, to have a relationship with you, to be known by you, oh God, to know you and to be known by you and to have a relationship and an intimate and a close relationship with you, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you speak to us, God. Restore us, Lord. Forgive us, God, for putting our worries first. Forgive us, God, for putting our own problems first. For forgive us, Lord, for putting the box of our sins and our guilt and our shame and our mistakes and our shortcomings bigger than the grace, the infinite grace of Jesus Christ. Oh God, how beautiful you are. 
Oh, how beautiful your love is for us. For God, nothing can compare to the love of Jesus Christ. Come and speak to us. We need you. Teach us your ways to walk in the truth of God. To know you. To know you in your death and in your resurrection. declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved do you declare it do you believe it do you know it and do you claim it may you claim it today in faith amen and amen Jesus we are not in the pursuit of knowing the why of when and where but we know who we know who holds our future we know who holds our present we know who you are and as we know who you are I know who I am and I know whose I am as Job was faithful in his suffering and his trials and his testing may I continue to be faithful even though I may not know why but I may trust in who you are for you will never change for you are the same yesterday, today and forever so we declare today in faith with bonus we declare today as Peter declared you are the Messiah the son of the living God And as Martha declared, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Amen and amen. And with that, I want to invite the praise team, if you could just please come up. And let's just close the service with our final song, Beautiful Savior. The chorus says, How wonderful and how beautiful name above every name exalted high name above every name and that name is jesus it says all heavens shout your praise all creation bows to worship you it's talking about the quality of who he is it's not about us but it's about the beauty of jesus christ it's about his authority that he is the almighty god jesus beautiful savior God of all majesty, risen king. He is the lamb of God. He is a lion. He is holy and righteous. Blessed redeemer. And as we sing this, may we understand who he is. And under the banner of understanding who he is, may we understand who I am before the living God. Let's sing together. Jesus.
side of our chest, our heart representing our life, saying one more time, I will sing forever, Jesus, I love you. to whom shall we go we will go to you and you alone just like the prodigal son went and when he went he was not rejected but he was received when we run to you God when we crawl to you God when we stay in you you accept us For you love us. May we operate not out of fear, but out of love. For out of our desire for you, to want you, to need you, to have you, to remain in you, to abide in you, and to be known by you, and to know you, and to have a relationship with you. For that is our heart's desire, to know you and to be known by you, God. To be in a right relationship with you. For you are our King and for you are our Lord. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, for your grace, for your unconditional second chances, for giving us hope and a life to know you and to be known by you. So I pray for every prayer, every word that was sung, every prayer that was said. May it not fall to the ground and go to a waste. But Lord, may it be open and to be heard in heaven. And we pray in faith. And we believe in faith. And we declare with our mouth that you are Lord. 
and we believe in our heart that you died and that you rose again. For those who believe and declare with their mouth that Jesus Lord, they shall be saved. We thank you for the truth. We thank you for the promise that is found in Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Pray all these things. In your precious son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Let us sing together. together. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now, may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work within us what is pleasing in his sight. There is one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people, we pray. Amen and amen.